Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 30th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, got a bunch of new videos up on the blog. Uh, First of all, uh, from uh, last Saturday's UFC show, uh, Carla Esparza versus Marina Rodriguez. Okay, so this is a significant fight in the strawweight division with both fighters ranked and looking to get into the title picture. Carla's on a three-fight winning streak. Marina is undefeated in four UFC fights, but two of them were draws. Now, I don't think Marina does enough to win fights, okay? And she doesn't do enough in this fight, except Carla almost hands her this fight on a silver platter. She was lucky to escape with a split decision win. So Carla got a takedown in the fir- in round one, but she was in closed guard and she wasn't able to advance her position. So let's, so normally, let's say neither of them are doing anything. Probably the ref stands them up at some point. But Marina not only defended well, but she scored from the bottom with elbows and Carla was cut over the eye. And then at the end of the round, Marina reversed her position and landed some Uh, more shots from the top. And that was because Carla went after a um, submission, uh, a leg submission, and it failed. And, well, we'll get to that in a minute. So, listen, my criteria is if a fighter gets a takedown, she needs to advance her position. Carla not only didn't do that, but Martina caused significant damage from the bottom. So I scored the round 10-9 for Marina. One judge scored it that way, and the other two scored it 10-9 for Carla. Really, she deserves, Marina deserves a whole lot more credit than that, all right? Okay, round two was very similar, and I scored a 10-9 for, for Marina, and, it, and two of the judges scored it that way, and the third scored it 10-9 for Carla, okay? Now, again, at the end of this round, Carla again tried for a leg submission, and it really pissed off her coach, Colin Oyama, and he gave it to her between rounds. Boy, did he yell at her. <laughs> so anyways, she was a lot better in round three. She didn't do any of that kind of nonsense. That round was 10-9 for Carla. So I scored the fight 29-28 for Marina. One judge scored it 29-28 for Marina. The second judge scored it 29-28 for Carla, and the third scored it 30-27 for Carla, which is a ridiculous score. There's, n- Listen, the maxim in MMA is top position is everything, unless the fighter scores significant uh, damage from the bottom position. And that's what happened here. And for some reason, these guys did not give, I don't know what the hell they're watching because they didn't give Marina credit for that. Okay, so... You know, so Carla won by split decision. I thought she fought a very stupid fight, and she didn't deserve to win. Okay? Afterwards, not that I think Marina is that great a fighter. I do not think that. Okay? But it should have been an easier fight for Carla, and she kind of made it hard on herself. Okay? Now, afterwards, of course, Carla called out Claudia Gadelia. Okay, so they have a long-standing beef going back to their Invicta days. I don't think Claudia wants to fight her. And in fact, she said in the post-show press conference that she doesn't expect Claudia to fight her, okay? She just wants to fight her. Now, Claudia has a fight coming up versus uh, Yan Shonan, 
So Yan could win that fight, and she could beat Carla too. And Amanda Rebus called out Carla a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think Carla really wants to fight her, but she may not have much of a choice. Oh, about those leg locks at the leg lock attempts at the end of the two rounds, she said in the post post uh, show press conference, "This uh, uh, this is I'll paraphrase." I wanted to go for a submission because my last two fights were unanimous decision wins. Ay, 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 ay. What a dope. You know, it, it doesn't make any damn sense, all right? So this is the problem. It just She just fought a very stupid fight. Anyway, that video's up on my blog. The other fight uh, from that show was uh, Penny Kianzad versus Betch Correa from uh, the... And um, Panny is from Denmark. Uh, she was in Tough 28, and she's now 1-1 one one in the UFC. She's a mid-card fighter, but I think she's better than Betch, who's been around the UFC for several years. She's a lower mid-card fighter at age 37. The clock is ticking on her. I never thought she was any good in the first place. Panny won easily. She's quicker. She throws combinations. Betch didn't really do that. I scored the fight 30-27 for Panny. And uh, she won by unanimous decision. And Betch made some really stupid mistakes in this fight. <sighs> Honestly, she should get out of the business. Anyways, that, that is also up on my blog. Okay, now let's go to um, Monday Night's Raw where we have Sasha Banks versus Asuka. And again, uh, this was a very good match marred by illogical booking, okay? So normally a title can only be won by pinfall or submission. In this match... A DQ or countout could uh, would result in the title going to the winner. So a lot of that was teased during the match. Now before the commercial, Kyrie Sane, you won't see this on the video. Kyrie Sane chased Bailey to the back. So that's the first bit of illogic. Okay. I would have let Bailey stay at ringside just to keep an eye on her. If she's at ringside, she can't do anything. But I know why they did this. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I know why they did this. I'll get that to the moment. The one thing that, and, and this, this one thing, okay, having uh, Kyrie chase Bailey to the back cost Asuka the match. And, of course, it wrote Kyrie off TV. One of the funnier spots had Sasha pretending to leave so she could get Asuka DQ'd, but the ref saw it and told her to knock it off. So they're going along, and then it looks like Asuka will win. They cut to the back to Bailey beating up Kyrie. So what what those, what have those two been doing for the last 20 minutes? That's the other piece of illogic. Of course, Asuka is distracted, and she goes to the back to help Kyrie, and she's counted out. Sasha is the new Raw Women's Champion. Just keep in mind that heels don't care how cheap the win is, right? You know, uh, Kyrie is officially gone from the WWE. This was taped last week, so I think she is in Japan already. Um, as I've said before, uh, I don't expect her to remain in the wrestling business. I keep getting fans trying to convince themselves that she's going to go back to stardom or something like that. And I'm telling you, okay, if she was going to stay in the wrestling business, she would have signed a new contract with the WWE because she knows she can't make WWE money anywhere else. But the fourth concussion is what caused her to get 
married, and like I said, once uh, before, once she announced uh, the the wedding publicly, I knew that was it. She was going, and you know, I understand fans here don't really understand how I know that, but it's happened often enough in the Joshi business uh, that uh, that's the way it works, right? Okay, so um, she's going to go home to her uh, hometown. She can't. You, now you're going to ask me. Can she stay in the wrestling business? Well, I suppose she could. What I expect her to do is a retirement tour, okay? After that, that's it. She's gone. She doesn't live in Tokyo. She lives in the South Coast, okay? It's too far to stay in the wrestling business, okay? So I don't expect it. I expect her to, you know, start raising a family, you know, go fishing. (laughs) You laugh. You can laugh, but she likes fishing, okay? You know, go sailing because that she's really good at, okay? And, um, you know, but I think it's just tough for her to stay in the wrestling business. I don't think this angle is over as Sasha and Bailey will find out that an angry Asuka is tough to handle. And I have also heard that Io Shirai may be moved up, okay? Now, speaking of Io Shirai, my final video is from last night's NXT uh Io Shirai and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Uh, and this was set up when Dakota attacked Io after her match a couple of weeks ago. So one interesting thing is Raquel Gonzalez is not Dakota's partner. And though uh, nothing was said, they seem to have split up. So this match starts with Dakota attacking Io during her entrance. So this turns into a brawl. The match is pretty good, and Io and Tegan uh, display great teamwork, especially at the end of the match. Io's moonsault uh, leads to the pin on Candice, and after Tegan's shiniest wizard, Dakota bails and uh, abandons Candice. And later in a backstage segment, Dakota claims to be the number one contender for Io's NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley with her new blonde hairdo. Where did I see it? She posted it on Instagram, okay? Uh, disputes that. So Dakota versus Rhea will happen next week and the winner gets a title shot at the upcoming TakeOver show. Anyway, check out that video because actually it's a pretty good match. Okay. Now, there was also a match in AEW last night. Um, um, Hikaru Shida versus Diamante. It is, the video is not up as far as I... Uh, yet. If it does come up, I will post it and we can talk about it another time. Uh, it was not a great match, so I'm not particularly... I don't really care if it shows up. Okay, so again, all those videos are up on the blog. Uh, now I want to talk about, not sure if I'm going to be able to do a, a, a big topic in women's MMA podcast this week because uh, Schwann is having issues. But uh, we have an Invicta show tonight airing 8 p.m. Uh, on the uh, UFC Fight Pass. And uh, the big problem with this show is the same problem with Invicta's last show. The main event is weak, okay? It is at Strawweight. It is Janessa Morandine versus uh, Monserrat Ruiz. So Janessa's from Brazil. Monserrat is from Mexico. Both of them are coming off losses. And I don't know, Janessa's like one and four in Invicta or something like that. And to add to it, she missed weight. So it's just... It's like last month where the main event, I predicted it would be bad, and it was, and I don't think this will be much better. Um, you know, I don't really care about it. Okay, the co-main event 
is going to be Aaron Blanchfield versus Brogan Walker Sanchez at flyweight. Uh, the original opponent here was supposed to be Stephanie Geltmacher. Uh, that would have been a lot better fight, um, and uh, Brogan uh, has filled in. Uh, Aaron is from New York City. She trains at um, uh, uh, Cesar Gracie Academy, I believe. And uh, she's a past winner of the Eddie Bravo Classic. And so that's the big thing about her. She's a young fighter. She has potential. She's had, sometimes she's looked good in Invicta and sometimes not so good. Okay, she's five and one currently. Uh, Brogan is, um, uh, looked good at times in Invicta. She's not a bad fighter, but she's not great. Uh, she uh, trains in Guam with her husband. Okay, so I would predict Aaron would win this. Then we have at featherweight, we have Caitlin Young versus Latoya Walker. Again, we're seeing the desperation of trying to find featherweights. And I don't think either of these fighters is the answer. Caitlin, of course, has been around for years. I just, she's too old at this point, And she's not good enough anyway. And Latoya is even older than Caitlin, okay? She's 40 years old. And I think she's even, and if I recall seeing her before, she's pretty bad. She hasn't been in Invicta since 2016. So what does that tell you, right? Okay, then we have at uh, uh, strawweight, we have uh, Kelly D'Angelo versus Itzel Esquivel. Kelly is filling in for Cynthia Arcio. There's uh, not much of an improvement. She's not a great fighter. I don't think Itzel is that great either. I don't think either of them have done particularly well in Invicta. Uh, the other two are younger fighters. Um, we have uh, at Flyweight Caitlin Sammons versus Claire Guthrie. And at uh, flyweight Natalia Spies versus Alexa Kulp. And both of those fighters are making their pro debuts. Okay, so we have on uh, the weekend, we have the uh, UFC show. They're back in Las Vegas. And there's one women's fight on the show. It is the co-main event. It was supposed to be Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. Uh, oh, actually, my, my mistake. Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana, which was scheduled for this show. Sorry about that. Uh, that was going to be the main event. Irene got COVID-19, and so that has been rescheduled for October. Um, there was another fight that was, re, it was rescheduled, uh, Ketlin Vieira versus Yana Konetskaya. I believe that's been rescheduled. Uh, the other fight was supposed to be Jennifer Maya versus Viviani Araujo. Uh, Viviani uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So Joanne Calderwood is coming in to, uh, to do this fight. So Joanne is supposed to get a, um, a title shot against uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. But Valentina is out with an ankle injury. And we're not sure when she's going to return. So rather than wait around for her, uh, Joanne has decided to take this fight. Is it a risk? Well, of course it's a risk. She admitted this on Instagram. But I don't think it's a big risk because I don't think Jennifer Maya is any damn good. Okay, and there's people out there who like her. I am not one of them. I've been familiar with Jennifer Maya for many years, for about 10 years. I remember when she first came, came, out, came around, uh, I started seeing her name on stuff. I noticed she trains at Shootbox. Okay, and somebody said to me, well, is she anything like Chris Cyborg? And... I said, nah, she's nothing like Chris Cyber because she can't do the same things. Problem with Jennifer Maya is this. She's a boxer, okay? And that's fine if you're a boxer, but there's no money in women's boxing, so that's why she went, 
went to MMA. And the problem with her is she doesn't do anything well, not even boxing, okay? She um, doesn't punch hard enough to knock anybody out. She doesn't really throw enough to win fights. She somehow became a champ in Invicta. I don't know. It's just that uh, one of the complaints I get about women's MMA all the time is about fighters like Jennifer Maya who don't do enough and don't throw combinations. She throws one punch at a time. I just don't see her winning this fight. I, and I, she would have lost to Viviani anyway. Okay? So uh, is it a risk for Joanne to take this fight? It's a risk, but she's going to win the fight. How about that? Anyway, that's about it for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out those videos on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing the uh, big topic in women's MMA this week. Uh, Schwan is having some issues, uh, logistical issues, and I'm not sure if he can make it. I hope he does. Uh, I told him we've got to do it early today because there's an Invicta show tonight, and I've got to watch that. Okay, But I am going to do a special edition of, um, of uh, uh, the Big Bad Podcast. I'm hoping to do it tomorrow, and I'm not going to say what it's going to be. Let it be a surprise, okay? But it's a special edition uh, focusing on one particular thing. Uh, anyways, like I said, don't forget to check out my blog. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can uh, uh, do so at Anchor's Voicemail. And if you have any, uh, and if you have any, um, uh, and if you have, want to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.